Evolve Into Power is a podcast on a mission to highlight Central Florida's community and business leaders in hopes of sharing the lessons they've learned with you all to help you evolve into power. Today's episode, Max and Dr. Alicia Clarcius were joined by Thomas Meyer Tolens, the founder and CEO of Magic Bytes LLC, a publisher of children's educational software and computer games based out of Orlando, Florida. Thomas is a serial entrepreneur and was a pleasure to have on the show today. Here's his story. We hope you enjoy. Thomas, uh, thank you so much for being on the show to, uh, with us today. It's a pleasure to have you. Yeah, great to be here. Pleasure. Uh, Thomas, I think it would be beneficial for the audience to kind of get to know you a little bit. Uh, one of the things that we know is at the age of 17, the fragile age of 17, at 17, I have no idea what, what I was doing. But you, on the other hand, you were developing home office software. Uh, mm-hmm. For the, for the early home computers down in the 1980s, uh, which you did successfully in some of the European countries. Uh, in 1987, excuse me, you started Magic Bytes, which is now taking the world by storm. Tell us a little bit about that, your journey, how you got started in, in, in that field up until where you are now. Well, this was in the early 80s. I was, of course, the beginning of home computers and Commodore C64 and so on. So it was really the very beginning of home computing, I think. And um, so I just (laughs) saved some money and bought a Commodore 64, you know, and um, got got just excited about it. And uh, I thought it was very interesting. Um, I remember to go with my parents into into a holidays and that was just locked up behind the computer and trying to program space invaders again you know yeah uh, so it was just fun and um it was a hobby so, so that was that was your interest in so you know like he said most 17 year olds they just want to go outside they want to play you know um maybe that's when they start getting you know social with their friends but you were back there coding uh, one thing we, we know is uh, Mark Zuckerberg started coding, I believe, at the age of 10. Uh, Bill Gates started coding at also an early age. Now, tell us what, 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 what gave you that love for computers mm-hmm. and what drew you to it. Right. It was just this interest to be in the computer, I mean, behind the computer and just try to um, accomplish something that you try to accomplish. I mean, it's, right. it has been really new in certain things. So, um, I wasn't even thinking just about gaming. I thought everything is interesting. Databases, um, you know, whatever you can do. So um, I thought it was just totally interesting to me and um, got got a bit out of hand. I mean, to sit there behind (laughs) uh, (laughs) the sunshine outside, you're in a nice place, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I I just got into it and um, (laughs) so... So were you always tech savvy? Yeah, right. You were always in technology. You're tech savvy as a kid, and you just kind of got into coding because you liked it. Yeah, yeah, I was a bit nerdy, you know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Fast forward, like me, the all I know, and I and I get it. I, I can jump on Facebook right now on Instagram, Thomas, and get lost for hours. So I, I understand the, the the interest there, although not the in depth interest that you have. Fast forward a little bit. You're yeah. now the CEO of Magic Bytes. Uh, Magic Bytes is definitely has gotten into um, 
the gaming industry. I know one of the things that you guys uh, are doing is you have characters like uh, amazing characters like Tom and Jerry, which was one of my favorites growing up. Pink Panther. Uh, tell us a little bit about the gaming aspect of what you guys are doing there now at Magic Bytes. Yeah. Well, it started that we did this word processing and then database programs first. I, I was a fan of electronic arts. That was also when they found it. A year later, I thought we can do something similar, call it rainbow arts. That was really the beginning. And um, um, it wasn't really games initially, so we I asked us some um, schoolmates to program something for us, sure. um, for me. And, and um, well, so that was the beginning to get into gaming, really. Sure. Uh, and um, the name Rainwise, of course, is not unique, you know, so I didn't expect it to grow as quick as it did. Um, sure. We were selling it all over Europe within two years. Wow. And um, we had even French, Dutch, British, I mean, English versions. Um, That's fantastic. Yeah. So, and so I thought maybe it's better to find a unique name. And um, so I just asked a, a round of programmers, we always sing together, I'll come up with the name. So, yes. Yeah, um, yeah come, came to up together with his name. So, um, it was self-funded, so the money that uh, was there, so I was able to buy those licenses for Tom and Jerry, Pink Panther. Yeah, that's fantastic. Just an idea. I mean, just, you know, <laughs> I, I not give it a try. No one else did it at the right. time. You know? So yeah, uh, those were really the first video game adaptions of Pink Panther, Tom and Jerry, Clever and Smart is more known in Europe. And yeah. um, so that's how we got in there. And then it opened distribution channels for the company. Um, so we were able to do all these distribution agreements with um, great distributors all over Europe, basically. And um, yeah, so it just grew and um, there was- And, no it, and it continues to grow. Mm -hmm. Well, what happened then, um, America was always a problem, you know, so we had these licenses only for Europe, not for America. Mm -hmm. um, I always try to sell. We sold everywhere else. We sold to Australia, to Scandinavia, but America was an issue. Um, so eventually I just decided I move over here. Try to. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you can, if you can beat them, join them. <laughs> <laughs> and, That's uh, and had a, a partner in Tampa, and um, we had like a, you know we, he had he was successful here, so we were selling his licenses in Europe. He was helping Magic Bytes to get established here, and um, he kind of talked me out of the business. Basically, he said, "Look at this. Mm. Don't you think it's becoming more and more risky? And um, now, like Lucasfilm, they they can." create a game just for a movie. So they have right. bigger budgets for everything they, you know. So uh, yeah. instead, look at real estate. Look how cheap houses are in Tampa. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. And, uh, and, and Thomas, real estate is my, is, is my love. Uh, you know, so when I saw that you were in, in real estate investment, I said, there's a man after my own heart. So uh, um, I saw you got into that as well. 
I want to pause here real quick just to say something to the audience. You're always going to have something or someone that tries to deter you from your true goal, mm -hmm. right? Which is, which is what, what I'm hearing from you, and, and correct me if I'm wrong. This was your love. You've been doing it forever. Although I think your friend had amazing intentions, but mm -hmm. you always have something or someone, hey, it's too hard. Hey, you're not going to do it. Look at all the challenges you've been through. And, and with that in mind, uh, Thomas, share some of the challenges that you've, you know, you've had to undergo outside of uh, being able to get the licenses here in the United States. And you, you, you made the wise choice of moving here, which was fantastic. Tell us about some of the challenges you've, you've, um, you've encountered. Yeah, it's just that the market got really so much bigger. So the financial, um, risk of course gets higher um and in gaming now it is extremely high i mean it's, it's a very big market it's bigger than movie and and television everything com music combined so sure it is if you do a game that's supposed to be successful it and it takes maybe years and a whole team to program so and you don't know if it really sells at the end sure that risk is definitely there. So definitely, uh, real estate is just uh, was a better kind of you know buffer to um, to get into it. <laughs> and um, so you should really adapt. Also, I think it's important that you just don't stick with one theme. Um, if you see something can be better in a different area, I mean it's okay to switch too. You know. Sure. Um, so I paused Magic Bytes for, for many years. So I wasn't really active from 2000, even earlier than that. Up, I got out at a kind of a peak. So and um, said, you know, take it, take it a step back and, and uh, do something else um, that seems to be more without, without less risk, really. Yeah. Um, and I got out of real estate in 2005, you know, so. Yeah, so right maybe, before right before the crash and crash, right? And, 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 and kind of yeah, yeah. So six, yeah, and um, so I got out completely. Moved to Germany, so I talked my wife into moving to Germany. Spent there for a while, <laughs> spent some time there, um, and then I was thinking about relaunching Magic Bytes. So yeah, and that was basically 2017. The early 2018 when I got back in. So we were back in Orlando and um, yeah, so it's kind of a startup company. I mean, it's a unique startup because you have all this history behind it. Sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Still, of course, uh, you have to start anew, you know, so. Of course, of course. Um, the risk is still there. It's, it's, it didn't get any smaller. Potential is so much bigger these right. days. I mean, I, what I see New technologies like virtual reality, augmented reality. Of course. This to me is really a beginning. Feels like the 80s all over again. So you really have this new technology um, where you can definitely uh, start at an, at an early phase now and then be successful. You know? So uh, let me ask. So the coding aspect for the kids then. How early would you say that kids should code? Um, the you know, earlier, should... the better. I think the earlier. <laughs> no, it's definitely um, some. There's a science behind it, so it's like learning a second language. I think if you mm -hmm. if you start too late, if you start with 
16, 18, 20, it's too late, I think. Um, so we really should do this 10, 12. Um, yeah. It's really important and uh, it makes a difference. I see really big talents that, that really have the skills and they, they, they have something in common. They started very mm -hmm. early, you know, they started coding early. Yeah. And, um, so, and the, the difference is so high. You can have I mean, many people say, okay, I'm a programmer, but um, that's not necessarily the case. <laughs> it's, um, yeah. It's really Thomas, yeah. who are two or three of your um, people that you look up to in that field uh, mm -hmm. in, in the computer world? Who are two people that you say, I love what these people are doing? Uh, they're experts, and uh, you know, I, I want to emulate. Uh, their, their systems, their models, etc. cetera. Uh, what comes into my mind in America now is uh, like Shell Games. I think it's a great company, Jesse Shell um, in Pennsylvania. They have this really nice business model of doing services and doing also their own um, designs and combine it. So I think that's a great way as a gaming company. So you just don't do your own, just not your own thing by itself. So you can yeah. use the technology and, and offer it as a service. And um, that takes risk out of your business model. Sure. Well, I think it's something that can be done in Orlando uh, in a great way because there's so much talent here. Yeah. Um, there's all this universities they bring out new talents every year and there's there are not many places for them to go to to get hired mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because there's definitely right. a lack of um, publishers here locally sure um, i mean there's electronic arts and then there's not much else really you know so um that that would be an area where i would like to get in um the um a service provider publisher in a more meaningful way basically right and, and then make orlando known as a, a place where you can find great talent and then get right. all things done you know that's amazing right so it's not necessarily known i mean um, some uh, big projects out there but it's not done locally they go to other places Silicon sure games or other places you know so that's something really where um where this era can grow i mean absolutely it's um especially orlando there's so much about entertainment here mm -hmm. yeah so uh, but it's all consumed it's not necessarily produced you know? right so right. i get would, that absolutely yeah, what would you say that your program did um, for a client? Maybe that was spectacular that you didn't expect to happen or like just kind of tell us about the coding aspect. Like how has it really changed, you know, maybe someone's life or the kids' lives? Give us well, we, have, we have this uh, nice line, it's called um, STEM magic. So um, I don't know if you know Raspberry Pi or Arduino microcontrollers. Um, physical okay. So you can yeah. control sensors, motors, robots. Um, that's awesome. It's, that's something exciting, I think, for kids to get into. Definitely. Coding, so because otherwise, just to do something on a screen without something moving is maybe not good. It's not really that interesting for them. Right, of course. Right. <laughs> so if you have like physical moving. computing, 
So where something really happens, so you do something like a loop, you read a light or a, a color. Yeah. Moves. Mm -hmm. that, that gets kids' attentions much right. better. Right, uh, that, that animation. Yeah, of course. So I think that this physical computing would be a great way to teach um, coding at a, at a younger age. And um, so we have this initiative called STEM Magic where you combine Scratch, it's like a symbol-based coding language, um, where you can actually move blocks on the screen. Wow. Create a code that way. It's not just by, you know, because if you do it like in the syntax in C or, or Python, yeah one mistake mm -hmm. doesn't work so wow so tell our viewers what the importance of coding so if our kids learn at a young age the coding aspect where can that take them well that's the problem um it's there's not really a good system in place at this time you know um it's it's difficult so um summer camp or i don't know but which kids do to summer camp and coach <laughs> summer long time. <laughs> um in school it's unfortunate um the florida senate i believe they try to get coding um recognized as a second language in school there the was 2017 uh, they introduced that bill and the Florida house voted it down i never got to it so wow. wow i don't know how it looks in different states but i know in other countries it's definitely different so other countries are further ahead in that regard thomas if, if you could turn back the, the the hand of time and uh have a conversation with your 17 year old self uh, what would you say to him uh what what advice would you have for him uh right now to whom? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get that question off, so. No, I was saying, if you could, if you could turn back the end, hand of time and have a conversation with your younger self, your 17-year-old okay. self, uh, yeah. what, what, what would you say to him? What advice would you give him? Um, well, sometimes it's okay to not to do everything yourself so it's better to get partners i, I was very always i mean i try to be on my own you know try no to man is an mind. island right mm -hmm. right so of course it does need a team and there were teams but um you know regarding ownership and so on i could have been more open i was offered to give up parts of the company, I said no. You know? Yeah. Um, so, in hindsight, may should have get investors in go that way, but you don't know. It's it's it could have gone totally bust either. You know. Of course, if only we had yeah. a magic ball, right? Right. Crystal right. <laughs> <laughs> ball. You know. Right. right. Um, yeah. yeah. So, it's hard to say, but um, I'm more open. No, you know, so right, yeah, right. And, and what would you say, staying with that, what would you say inspires you, uh, Thomas, to be your best self? What, what is, uh, what is um, getting you up in the morning and getting you pushing each day? Well, it's fun, you know, it's it's fun. I, I like what I'm doing, so um, it's it's my basically my hobby again, so it's okay. That's fantastic, I'm not really suffering, you know, to. To try these out, virtuality, I think is very interesting. Yeah. Right. Are there any new projects that you guys are working on? 
Well, we have Toon World, so it's like a very nice cartoonish game where you can jump and run in virtual reality. Uh, it's very family friendly. Um, I think it's an important point not to bring too much violence into computer games, especially in virtual reality. You know, right. So much different. I think it affects your brain, actually, if you mm -hmm. really sit there and then VR and then, then shoot people. Sure. Mm -hmm. That's not a good thing. And um, so um, I think it's really meant to to more be creative and then and, and, and stimulate and then simulate. So that's what we try to do. I, I, I mean, I like education. I have a 10-year-old son, so of course I try to come up with projects that he also will like, you know. Right. But, they get feedback right away too so it's very <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly now if you can remove all constraints right now uh, 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 thomas what project would you be doing what exact if you could remove all constraints and there's no uh, um possibility Andre. of failure uh what would you be doing right now well we started on this it's called music city fever it's uh, bringing different decades of music into virtual reality, so make this experience that how it That's interesting. Is, how yeah, it was is. it really going uh, into jazz clubs in New York in the twenties? That's and awesome. China mm -hmm. in the fifties, and you have all these old timers around you, and experience that you know. And wow. uh, so I, I started that, and um, of course it's it's a big project. So it's, uh, sure. There wouldn't be any constraints. I would just build a big city and, and you really experience everything how it was during those days. You know? Yeah. yeah. And if, it, if it was an easy project, it would have been done already, right? Right. And, and that's, the, that's the amazing part about uh, someone like you having the vision, it's being able to see the things that are not yet, right? Right, they have been done in movies, but not in games, right? Right, right, right. right. They're getting there, so it's really, you know, the technical possibilities are just happening. I mean, it wasn't possible. Maybe it's still not possible. They, they have to, it's really in the 80s over again, because you have all these restrictions still. You know, if you do virtual reality, only so much fit into a headset. That's, that's, it's really restrictive so far, what you can do. Um, sure. So how many hours have you had to put into this and into coding into, you know, the projects that you you've had to, you know, it's, come uh, up with? It's um, a lot of time. It's a bit too much time right now. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it gets more controlled easily. But um, yeah, it's, it's a lot of time. I mean, it's full time and more, you know. Wow. Oh, how, many, how many hours would you say a day? Like, you know, for the kids want to, I guess, follow down your path to be in the same field. How many hours would you say you have to dedicate in order to do something um, like this? 14 hours a day. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And one, one of the things that we see as a, a recurring theme on our show, Thomas, and you said it earlier, is everyone that comes on our show, they are in love with what they're doing. Right. Mm -hmm. It's whether it's 14 hours, like you said, or 20 hours really doesn't matter because mm -hmm. that's what you absolutely love doing right. so time doesn't really seem to have a a, a barrier or strain on you thomas let's change just a little bit if you can have dinner with uh three people dead or alive it doesn't matter who it is uh what would those three people be 
Now, who would those three people be? Excuse me, and why? Oh, do you know the three people? <laughs> Barack Obama, I would say, would be very interesting to talk to. Um, sure. Even Bill Gates would be very interesting to talk. Oh, absolutely. About. Yes, definitely. Um, the third person, uh, make it, make it just a shell, you know. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. That's awesome. So tell the viewers what social sites they can look at to um, find you guys' platform. Like, um, if you're on Instagram, Facebook, your websites, kind of give them all of that information. Yeah, so we have a website, it's called magicbytes.com and um, you can link there, there's a link at the bottom to Facebook, LinkedIn, um, so you can just see us there. Um, we have videos already, it's going to be updated soon, so we're working on this music city, I mean music city fever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, there, will, there will be very interesting animations and very good music too. You know? So I was lucky to get <laughs> yes. great musicians involved. So they like it and they custom created music for it. That's awesome. You know, there's like a singer from the that sings 80s. She's young, but she's in Nashville. It's a great talent. So wow. I got one in London. She's a great singer. Um, specialized in vintage music and jazz genre. So we got um, Lexi Scatena, she's uh, in Reno, Nevada. <laughs> so it's very, very spread out. But, yeah, uh, it's, 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 it definitely yeah. sounds interesting and exciting. Uh, obviously, Thomas, we wish you the very best in the project. If there's any way we can support, please uh, uh, let us know so that way we can support. Thomas, uh, is there anything that's on your heart that you want to share? Talk to our listeners a little bit about, you know, the entrepreneur out there that's, um, they're struggling. They, they have a job. They want to get out of the, 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 the rut of um, being a hamster on the wheel, nine to five, nine to mm -hmm. five. They see what they want to do, uh, but they're stuck in fear like you. They have a friend over their shoulder saying, come on, that's not going to work. It's time for you to, you know, to get realistic. Talk to that person and, t and tell them exactly, you know, uh, your story and, and give them a word now to keep them going uh, if they were just on the verge of giving up. Well, you really have to dedicate your time and just be very good at it. Um, that's, I think, is extremely important, you know. And then think about how are you going to really make it look interesting to someone else. So... You know what you are doing yourself, but you have to find a way to to show your capabilities, basically, and then market yourself. Sure. You are not talented in that. Find someone that can help you there. So absolutely, very important to get out there. Uh, networking is very important, and not sit there basically in, in, a, in a room and then think that mm -hmm. people are going to find you. you know? <laughs> right. So, right. Right. to go out yeah. there and then showcase yourself and um, that's true and uh, one other thing mentioned uh, earlier you mentioned how it's important to stay adaptable uh to stay malleable talk a little bit about that that if something is not working uh obviously you still have the the, the same vision talk a little bit about adaptability and the ability to shift gears specifically in COVID 19 look no one could have expected that mm -hmm. uh talk a little bit about that as well 
it's very important to adapt. So if there's a problem, if you tried an idea, it didn't work, just move on to the next one. You know, I mean, it's no need to, to, to I mean, to make it too challenging. So right. try some other thing and um, maybe a different way and to go about it. For COVID-19 now, I think was working in a way that um, you can have access to people that you probably probably wouldn't have have access to earlier earlier you know in, in normal life so everyone was sitting at home so it was mm -hmm. an advantage in a way you can network with creative people and then they have an open ear and you can talk to them you know so usually you have to wait sure. and wait and you can never talk to them maybe so it was very good right. in that regard and um yeah, so think about what's working now. So if you're a creative person, maybe now it's the time to, to enhance your portfolio and not to sell too much new things. Yeah. It'd be easy, you know, so um, wait till the virus is done and, and then you go out and try to sell yourself again. You know? Absolutely. It's, it's, not, it's not a good way and good time now to um, go into a, like into businesses where you would have to meet people, of course. And then, right be public and so on so it's more about really being creative and then do things and network with people that think that uh you know have the same mind so um, that's, that's fantastic. fantastic time for the creative minds to come out yeah under absolutely. the rock right <laughs> <laughs> and i think it's it's going to stay like that for a while so we'll probably have another year almost you know right so yeah try to be creative now <laughs> um that's fantastic but also look for support um, i mean of course um you have to see are there ways that can support you and um uh, grants for example so mm -hmm. i discovered that kind of late you know, it was really um known to me but there's a lot of um money available if you if you're really going into like education stem um there are people that, that that would help you i think and um let's try to find uh, what what resources are there you know, sure. locally so um so does yeah. magic bites help the students as well is there anything on um the site that maybe the parents can see to where they can purchase for the kids to help or or any um, people on your team that helps, you know, with the, the kids or even not kids, you know, adults cold or anything like that. So the STEM magic is really early now in, in development. So we're trying to get into a grant ourselves, you know, so we can help this is project because it's a really big project. Try to get into schools, into like digital learning platforms. Yeah. Um, it's a big thing. So, um, I think what I can say is that we can help in a way that people can fill out applications. You know, there's a side, there's a section where you can fill out online um, if you want to get into into it, into gaming, into Magic Bytes maybe as a volunteer initially, and, and uh, sure. you can fill that out, and and um, we can try to get you into gaming you know yeah, yeah, yeah. I, might, I might even sign up myself because uh you know uh, get get a chance to experience uh, some of the things that you say especially enjoying some amazing new music virtual reality 
Uh, Thomas, thank you so much for uh, stopping by and taking the time to be with us on the show uh, and, and opening up a part of yourself that we can learn more about you. Uh, our viewers can learn a little bit more about you, what you're doing here mm -hmm. in, uh, in the, the city, company and the company and what your vision is. Uh, uh, you know, we got a chance to see what where your mind is and what you're trying to do with some virtual reality. Uh, we certainly appreciate the time today. Yeah, thank you so much. Okay, great to talk to you guys. And okay. bye again very soon. Yes. <laughs> thank, All you. Right, thank you. Okay. Yes, Hey, podcast fans. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Evolve Into Power. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts to get updates for future episodes. We'll see you next time.